And welcome to the RAW podcast at Manchester Metropolitan University and to our ninth episode in our new mini-series. In this episode, I'll be speaking to Musna Rahman about her research in gastrocriticism and why she thinks people have turned to baking bread during the lockdown. We will cover all of the things that bread can represent, from domestic ideals to nostalgia to survival fantasies and ideas of togetherness. The practical reasons why some people have turned to baking bread in lockdown, as well as the more psychological reasons, and how by baking bread and posting our baked creations online, we can feel less alone during a time of social distancing. So let's get into it. Hello, I'm here with Musna Rahman. Welcome Musna to the podcast. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hello everyone. Um, my name is Musna Rahman and I'm a lecturer in the English department at MMU. So Musna, what does your research focus on broadly? Uh, okay, so my research is mostly into an area called gastrocriticism, which is the fancy academic term for what I do, which is basically look at food. So I look at food images and representations of food and related areas like hunger or starvation or overeating or body issues, fat studies, all that kind of stuff um, in literature, different forms of writing, film and television as well. And so during lockdown, my social media has been absolutely covered with pictures of people baking bread. Why do you think people have kind of turned to baking bread in lockdown? So I think that there are loads of different reasons why people have gone to baking as a way of um, sort of coping with lockdown. I mean, the very basic and most obvious one is that many of us have freed up time now that they're working from home, given that you're not commuting into work in the same way. Um, So that's like the kind of practical reasons, the immediate reasons as to why people are baking more. But there's also a lot of psychological functions it serves as well. So baking makes you feel nice. Um, It makes you feel like you're doing something, you're accomplishing something. Um, So there's all these kinds of processes involved that people are kind of really into in the lockdown because the lockdown sort of makes everything feel a little bit stagnant. So you you sort of feel delightfully productive when you bake. And I've wanted to learn to bake bread for a very long time because it's kind of such a staple and a convenience in modern times. But so many people just don't know how to make it. We go to the shop, we get a loaf, we bring it home and that's that's where we get our bread from. So is there kind of an element of nostalgia there in bread baking? Yeah, I mean, I think bread is like a super loaded food item. Like it means lots of different things. But one of the kind of primary things it means is it it signals the idea of domesticity. It is like very much synonymous with home and homeliness and feeling cozy and safe and warm at home. Um, And it's also very sort of basic, right? It's, It's often seen as the base to a meal, for example, and it's seen as very sustaining and it has a lot of cultural sort of connotations associated with that sustenance idea. But yeah, because of the basicness of it, I think it is something that is cast in a nostalgic role for people because something that you always remember, it's something that is like, it is a food that is extremely old. Um, So it is kind of seen as a kind of base level food. And in the baking of it can use to sort of recreate ideas of domestic security. But also nostalgia is often associated with ideas of basicness. 
Um, so uh, old fashionedness when things were simpler. So I think lockdown really inspires these types of nostalgic moments because it kind of harkens back to a different times in, in history in this country that were characterized by basicness. So, you know, World War II is the big one to think about how England had to live, you know, on a very basic diet with rationing and they have very much sort of like a basic sort of life that was at the time really kind of wrapped up in a kind of quite a jingoistic idea of British national identity. So those kinds of ideas of basicness are, are and like, and, and living in that kind of kind of a crisis mode are reignited in in the lockdown because the lockdown is also a, a, a crisis mode and and they are also all ideas that were very much wrapped up in this in this idea of being basic but also a little bit apocalyptic as well um there was a kind of like oh my god everything is ending so covid also caused this feeling in people oh my god everything is ending and that kind of fuels this nostalgic impulse to sort of go back, well, to, to repeat historically something that is traumatic, but to repeat it because it is familiar. And, and of course, we survived through it, didn't we? we? We did very well. We kept calm and we carried on after World War II. And so there's a sense that you can maybe like reinvigorate that kind of feeling of like, oh my God, it's really hard. going to go back to basics, but we're going to get through it in the end. I guess Bread is a kind of classic comfort food in a way then that in these times of crisis or difficulty, it, we've always eaten bread. So if we turn back to bread, it's kind of like we, we can still get through this. We can still eat bread and come out the other side of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess there is a practical benefits of baking bread, but there is also a kind of creepier, more like a darker sense of like, why this bread specifically, as opposed to maybe other baked goods, which are also comfort foods like cake or pie or whatever. Why is it bread that's become the kind of the the symbol of lockdown baking is because there is, it's tinged again with post-apocalyptic fantasies about self-sufficiency, survival, regression, like, you know, I know that people aren't thinking it literally, you know, when they're baking bread at home. They're not literally thinking, hey, if society collapses, you know, there's no Asda or Tesco to go to. I'll go out in my field and like <laughs> grow some weed and cultivate it and break my own bread. That's not literally what people are thinking. But just in the act of, of baking something, it's very basic and like a cornerstone to many British diets and making it at home from scratch, there are associations with the kind of like, you know what, I could still make bread. If everything went to shit, I could still make bread. And that does kind of bring me on to my next question, which was about how people are kind of stockpiling the baking ingredients too. So we still have to go to the shop to get the flour and the yeast, as you were saying. And sometimes the comments I've seen on social media on a picture of a loaf that someone's baked will be like, oh my God, where did you get the flour? So, I, I mean, you were describing there that there is kind of an element of panic attached to this bread making. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a really interesting thing because although, as I said, people are performing certain kind of fantasies of survival and post-apocalyptic, you know, kind of living, it's it's very much a kind of pantomime of that because obviously the way that you you made that bread, even though it feels sort of rustic and authentic and homemade and basics and. Um, you still did have to get like processed flour from your local shop and you had to get yeast and you had to get all the different things. 
So there is a kind of, uh, there's an element of pretense there that makes this kind of fantasy engagement feel safe, as opposed to feeling like, oh my God, like I actually do have to bake bread now because like society is going under. That's the last thing you would actually be thinking about if society was going under, <laughs> whether or not you can bake bread. So there is very much a kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a form of play, I think. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to get a hold of flour and yeast. And I know that you can buy flour now online at like exorbitant prices. So it's very much kind of still implicated in the wider kind of capitalist neoliberal market that 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 is the thing that we sort of fear will collapse so it's very much it's still working within those bounds another reason why sourdough bread for example has become really like the bread of all the breads um, that people seem to be making is because sourdough is like super basic so you don't even need flour to make sourdough um, and that is, again, people rehearsing these fantasies in a safe environment, um, fantasies of kind of what if we had to live completely off our own backs, you know, with very little help and, uh, and things to buy, etc. And lockdown has given people the time back to bake bread, as you kind of mentioned earlier. So do you think our busy lives don't kind of normally allow us to take the time and effort to make bread and other kind of baked foods from scratch? And how do you think that's kind of affected us? Yeah, so this is a this is a really important point. I think that there are uneven ways in which people experience the lockdown and their experiences of, of time have been are different, you know, especially even if you think about things like caring responsibilities of other people. So that's a factor to take into account. But I think for a lot of people, yes, it certainly has been the case that, you know, for example, take on a weekend where many people won't be working, um, that time where you would generally definitely go out somewhere. And now that time is freed up. And that's kind of been a, a time that they're now able to take to do things like that. I think the baking bread is very much associated with like the slow living movement, slowing down basically the frenetic pace of life, uh, which is very much associated with like working life, right? It's just like, we're always on the go. We always have to do these things. We have to work really hard. And when we come home, we're exhausted anyway, so we don't do much. Um, and I think that people being able to engage in these kind of activities like baking, I think lockdown has had that effect on lots of people it's allowed them to really understand like this is how I would live if I had time and actually time is something that I didn't really have a lot of before even though looking at my schedule it would look like there were pockets of time but I think that that time is often um, used as recovery time from what it is to have a job and pressures and you know especially if you think for women who are trying to juggle careers as well as childcare. I think again there are gender inequalities with that and and that becomes you know it becomes really difficult to find time. I think it's really interesting how then food is kind of tied more widely to this kind of ideal way of life then and a kind of aspirational way of life maybe. Yeah I mean I think that like food in the home, food in the family, food is a cornerstone um, in practical literal ways but also in symbolic ways of, of both of, of those ideas. Um, and if you think about kind of idealized forms of domestic living, it always involves things like home cooked meals, sit down dinners together as a family. All of those things require time. So they require time to be able to cook it 
and also like coordinating everyone's schedule so they are able to to eat together at the same time. Um, and then of course, like what you eat as well, like eating healthily, eating heartily is like seen as so much better than ready meals or whatever, you know, takeaways. So food is very much seen as a kind of marker, I think, of whether or not you're doing the domestic correctly. And it can be a stick that people beat themselves with. And it seems that we'll be continuing with social distancing for quite a long time now. Um, so kind of by sharing our baked creations on social media and seeing others doing the same, maybe, do you think it maybe helps us feel less isolated? Part of the practice of gastrocriticism is to read food as though they're texts, because that's in a way, that's what food is. Food is is such a loaded topic, loaded subject that like food items can be read um, to have very distinct meanings um, just in the way that you can read texts, basically. And posting the bread that you've baked online in the lockdown is is merely a continuation, right, of the massive, really established phenomena of people taking pictures of what they're eating and putting it on social media, right? So it's kind of lifestyle production and the pictures are highly curated to make it, you know, it's conveying a kind of meaning of good life and this is the life that I have and it's great. Look at this fantastic thing that I made. But it's also, you know, a text that can be read in lots of different ways And when you are sending it out there in the world, you're putting it online, you are sort of saying, yes, I baked this bread, which is kind of literal meaning, but you're also saying other things around it. Um, And I think in the lockdown, baking bread and posting it online became a way of doing something together because you're not, you you can't do communal activities anymore. So the new communal activity is to do something separately together and then posting it online and being like, this is what I did. Again, it is engaging with all sorts of fantasies around the domestic sphere and it's fantasies around survival and all of those things that I've already mentioned. Um, But it's also just saying like there's a giant online conversation happening right now and people are using bread instead of vocabulary. And I am also participating like here is my bread. I, I am also someone who is involved in this and it makes you feel less alone. It has been a kind of useful thing, I think for people in the lockdown. And especially with Christian mythology, the idea of eating bread is to take the body of Christ into your, into your body. So it's like, it is about interpersonal relationships um, and, and identity. So bread serves that function of, of having all of these different meanings in the lockdown. But bread is like, is a useful catch-all for a lot of the meanings that we need to convey right now because of what's going on in the world. Well, thank you, Musna, for joining us on the Raw Podcast. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter for future podcast updates. You can find us at MMU underscore Ra. Tune back in soon for more episodes. This episode of the Raw Podcast was produced, presented and edited by Lucy Simpson and mixed by Julian Holloway.